listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Turn our attention to the New York Jets. And for that, we go to the Dean of the Jet Beat Riders. He is um, a very talented young man. He he now has the, the flight deck also that brings you inside uh, what's going on with the Jets and his experiences and his interviews. Boy, I tell you, Rich, you, you wrote it out. I'm, I'm, I'm missing a couple of lines that you wrote out for the intro. What I miss. <laughs> Hi, Rich. How are I, you? I like, I like you referring to me as a young man. I, I, that, that was my, that well, you was had my that favorite caps. part. Yeah, <laughs> well, you, I like that. It is the, the best part of it. Thank Rich, you. thanks for a couple of minutes. You, you bet, Larry. Uh, you and your family safe? Yep, we're quarantined. We're safe, thankfully, and I hope the same to you and your family as we get through this uh, very difficult and unusual time. How weird is this, Rich, uh, as far as working, you know, with getting ready, getting these interviews, um, uh, the draft, you know, talk about the draft, how that's going to work out. You know, we we, we used to go to the facility and sit and, uh, you know, for hours and hours and hours and wait and see yeah. what's going to happen. And now everything, the way it looks, you'll be sitting in at home um, on, on, you know, on Skype <laughs> and handling this. Uh, we'd be doing what uh, every other will be watching on TV. And I'm sure the Jets will have conference calls. It's usually what, what happens. We're out at the facility in Florham Park. And, you know, shortly after they make their pick, they put the player on a conference call with the media, and then after that's done, usually the coach and the you know the GM will come downstairs for a press conference, and they do that after all the key picks, and so all of that will be uh, via conference call this year, and uh, so it's going to be different. It's it's really different for the teams right now because of course the GM and the coach and all their personnel people are working remotely. You know they're working from their house doing video conferencing, so. It's uh, it's dramatically different uh, way of doing business for the NFL right now. Now, Rich, in one of your articles on ESPN.com, you made an interesting comment, and you're talking about, like, the free agents that the Jets signed. A number of them have not passed physicals yet. So, uh, you know, this is a major situation. Normally, you got to pass the physical before the deal is done. Uh, is, is there kind of a little eyebrow raising here? Are we sure these guys are going to be able to, to, to perform? I mean, you know, all we have to do is think about Khalil last year. Yes, that's, that's true. Uh, you know, I, I think this is not just a jet thing. It's across the league. You know, teams are just not, you know, I think Tom Brady was an outlier in getting his physical done with the with the Bucks, but uh, these guys have not been able to take physical yet. And Greg Van Roten, who, uh, the former Panthers guard who lives on Long Island, he lives in, uh, you know, Nassau County, Southern Nassau County, probably could be at the jet facility in an hour, you know, mm-hmm. depending on traffic. And he still has not taken uh, a physical. And what they have is provisions written into their contract in the event that they fail a physical at some point. Uh, what, you know, they'll have some sort of provision. But I don't really anticipate that happening. All these guys that they signed are uh, do not have injury issues. So I do not anticipate any, uh, you know, out of the blue failed physicals. Rich, give, uh, give the Jets a grade on what they've done as far as the offensive line in free agency and how will that affect who they will take in the first round in the draft? 
Well, I mean, I'd give them like a B minus or something on the offensive line. I mean, they've added experienced uh, guys who've started in the league. You know, Connor McGovern is, is the best of the guys they've signed. He'll be their starting center probably. Uh, gave him a good bit of money. He's getting $9 million a year. And, you know, the other guys are, you know, borderline starters. Van Roten started two years in Carolina. Before that, he was a career backup on multiple teams. And then George Fant, who's a really interesting guy. They get him from Seattle. He's never started a full season. It, it, you know, he's been kind of a sixth lineman, like an eligible tight end guy for Seattle. But the Jets see something in him. They love his athleticism. They think he can be a good fit in their scheme. And so, in all likelihood, he'll be the left tackle. So they've signed guys that maybe aren't household names, but also didn't cost a lot. And they have eight experienced offensive linemen on their roster right now. So they're going to have good depth, and that's very important. And I don't think it'll have a huge impact. I, I still think there's a good chance they'll draft an offensive tackle with the 11th pick. So, and that would, uh, you know, add another to the body to the mix. So it's, it's not a line that's going to dominate any football games, but it's, it's a, a durable line with, I think, a lot of smart, tough players. Rich, what is the deal with the Jets, old linemen, and Seattle? <laughs> they just keep bringing them in from Seattle. Well, they, they just keep bringing them in over and over and over again. James Carpenter a few years ago, um, you know, and that that worked out, actually. That turned out to be a pretty Mm -hmm. good free agent signing for the Jets. Uh, He started three and a half years before he finally got hurt. And, yeah, so, and then, you know, Seattle signs a Jet lineman. Brandon Shell goes from the Jets. You know, he'll he'll be the starting right tackle for the Seahawks. and, And clearly they see something in him that, the Jets didn't see. So it's it's a beauty in the eye of the beholder type of business with scouting, and a lot of it is dictated by economics. The Jets just did not want to spend a ton of money this year, and I know it's been written in one newspaper that they had a cash flow problem. They didn't have a cash flow problem. They just had a uh, cap problem. You know, they didn't have as much cap room as last year, so that's why they, uh, you know, curtailed their spending this year. Rich, uh, help me through this. Um, the comments, of course, by Robbie Anderson saying that he got, he was offered that he turned down a four year, $40 million contract to take a two year, $20 million contract. That sounds kind of weird to me, Rich. <laughs> Unless he's saying that I want to take the two years and then go on and, you know, prove myself and go for big money. You know, like, you know, the, the Darrell Reeves line of thinking. Yeah, so what happened there was, you know, uh, you know, our good friend uh, from that other radio station, Boomer Sison, you know, who, who reported on the air that uh, the Jets offered Robbie four years, $40 million, and Robbie f- denied it on Twitter. You know, he immediately said that that's not true. And uh, honestly, Larry, I don't know if it is or not, uh, but it could be, because I know the Jets valued Robbie at about a $10 million a year player. But the thing we don't know is, they could have offered him four years, forty million, but maybe only eight or ten million were guaranteed in that contract. And really, that's the most important number. So with Carolina, he's getting twelve million guaranteed. So his two-year twenty million from Carolina may actually be better than a four-year forty million from the Jets. 
And it also allows him to get back into free agency in two years. And, you know, he'll still be under the age of 30 and have a chance to get a bigger contract if he plays well. So um, bottom line is Robbie got more money from Carolina than what the Jets were offering. And so now he's a Carolina Panther. Do you see Jadavian Clowney in the Jets future? No, that's not happening. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation. I wrote a story I think was posted a couple of days ago saying basically what I just told you. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, uh, now I, we asked Joe Douglas about it a couple of days ago, and of course he gave the typical GM answer. He says we do our due diligence on everyone. And um, so, yeah, they've done some due diligence on Clowney. To the best of my knowledge, they've only made one call to his agent. Um, so they are not in the Clowney market. Clowney's looking for at least $17 million a year. I think he'll end up going back to Seattle, although I think at this point Seattle could probably try to get him for $13 million. Mm-hmm. And so Clowney has just not found this market to his liking right now. But I do not see him in a jet uniform. What will they do, Rich, do you think? Are they going to go through the draft to try to get a, a pass rusher? Because we know, let's say it together, John Abraham. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I spoke to John Abraham today. <laughs> Did you really? Yes. I finally, t- I, you know, we've been trying to connect for a while, and uh, I hadn't talked to him in about 15 or 16 years. It's just for a story I was writing, and we talked for about a half hour today, and I said to him, I go, you know, John, Every every draft, all the Jets fans say, we haven't had a good edge rusher since John Abraham. And he laughed. He got a good laugh out of that. And he, he actually follows the Jets closely from down in uh, South Carolina where he lives. Mm-hmm. And he says they actually have good players on defense. Uh, I said, yeah, but they don't have they don't have a John Abraham. And so they'll go into the draft looking to sign one and uh, or find, you know, draft one. And there's just not – I mean, the Redskins are going to get one with the second pick and Chase Young, yeah. but the Jets aren't going to get one with the 11th pick, and then you just have to hope you you know, you know, strike lightning in a bottle in the third or fourth round and try to find that guy. It's just it's just a never-ending chase to find that pass rusher. Sounds like a good guess for a flight deck, Rich, down the line. Yeah, yeah, he actually wants to get into uh, into uh, your business, just being more of a like a analyst, like a talk show guy. Or mm-hmm. so I think he's he's looking to do something in that along that line. So it was nice reconnecting with him after a while. Yeah, there's no question about that. Rich Tamini is our guest. So, Rich, when you look at this Jets defensively, Greg Williams did a heck of a job with this team. They've made some adjustments. Obviously, you know, you get C.J. Mosley back. They made some additional acquisitions on the defense. I mean, with with a couple of of moves in the secondary, Rich, this team could be pretty. This team team could be pretty good defensively. I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, I thought Greg did a really fabulous job last year with all the injuries, and he changed. Uh, he really reinvented the defense on the fly. You know, they were. Of course, we know he likes to blitz and play a lot of man coverage, but with the with the cornerback problems they were having last year with the injuries, he had to adjust. They played a lot of zone last year. I think it, they were a 50-50 team, which is, you know, a little little less, uh, you know, pressure than they usually play. Uh, so he did a nice job. But they still need corners, Larry. You know, that's mm-hmm. a, they, they signed Pierre Desir, and uh, we actually got to talk to him today on a conference call. And the Jets are really 
they think they found one there. You know, they, they signed him as soon as he got released by the Colts. They were on him immediately. Greg Williams was on the phone with him. He recruited him, you know, hard to come to the Jets. So they get him on a one-year contract for, I think, a three or four million, which is, you know, reasonable. And he's their best corner right now by default. And, uh, you know, he didn't play as well last year as he did two years ago. So they're hoping to get the guy from 2018. But, you know, Larry, they're, they're still going to draft the corner. It's, it's still a big need position for them. They just desperately need one or two more corners. Uh, Rashad Perryman, what are your thoughts about him? How does he help Sam Darnold? Well, I mean, he's he's I mean, he's faster than Robbie. I mean, which is saying something because Robbie, you know, was, was the fastest guy on the team. Perryman, when he came out a few years ago, he's running like sub four threes. He says he still has that speed. Uh, is he as good a receiver as Robbie Anderson? No, right now, no. And I, you know, and you saw that dictated in the contract. He's only getting six million guaranteed. You know, Robbie's getting twelve. So even the Jets don't think he's as good as Robbie Anderson, but I think he can do some of the things Robbie did. He can be your vertical receiver. He could take the top off a of defense. He can run clear outs, which will help the underneath guys. And uh, so I thought it was a good signing because of the price. He ended last season. Uh, his last five games were outstanding for Tampa. Uh, was that an aberration or I think something to come? And he, he said today it was just a glimpse of what he can do. Um, so he's had five tremendous games in his career and 46 not-so-tremendous games. So I'm a little skeptical that he could keep up that pace. But like I said, for what, for the price and for the need, I thought it was a good pickup for the Jets. I tell you, uh, if he can give them anything, it, it would definitely help them out because, Rich, and they're going to have to uh, draft some receivers. I love Quincy Nunwa. You You can't depend on him to say that he's going to get to a full season. Uh, so they definitely need some more depth at, at, at receiver. Yeah, my personal opinion, I don't think Quincy's going to play this year. I mean, I know he, he hasn't been medically cleared yet. Um, you know, his his money's guaranteed, so I, I don't think they're just going to outright cut him because he's going to get paid. They owe him $10 million for this year and next year. Uh, it's an unfortunate situation. I, I know he's trying really hard. He's rehabbing to try to get back. But Joe Douglas, uh, when we spoke to him on Wednesday, was not optimistic at all about Quincy. So you can't, exactly what you said, you can't count on him for this year. So right now, if the Jets had to play a game, their starting receivers would be Perryman, probably Vincent Smith, and Jamison Crowder in the slot. And that is not good enough. I mean, so that's why... They're going to draft a receiver. It's going to be either the first or the second round. They're going to draft a wide receiver. And uh, I would not be shocked if it's in the first round. I know we've all been focusing on offensive line, but uh, if they fall in love with a receiver, either a Jerry Judy or a C.D. Lamb, it wouldn't totally shock me if they did that at 11 because they need someone. Yeah, absolutely. Last thing, Rich. Uh, will Levy Bell and Andrew Gase see eye to eye this season? Yeah. Well, Le'Veon's not going anywhere. Um, You know, it's just uh, I I think he'll be better this year, so that'll help, you know, that relationship. Uh, I I don't think that relationship is as bad as as some people are portraying it as. Um, I think Adam's got to do a better job of utilizing him 
not so much with the volume and how much he's getting, but just how he's getting it and, mm-hmm. and different ways of using him, especially in the passing game. That has to get better. They got to be a little more creative there. And, uh, you know, a better offensive line will certainly help. Do I think maybe on will get back to the guy who was uh, a great running back for the Steelers in, in, in 17 and 16? No, I don't think we're going to see that Le'Veon, but I do think we'll see a better version of what we saw last year. Rich, continued success with the Black. Keep up the great guests that you have on there and fine work that you do on ESPN.com. You and your family stay safe, and we'll talk soon. Same to you, Larry. Thanks for having me. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> 